eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. To Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-host Alex Valdez. Alex, how was your day first and foremost, man? Um, you know, it was the first day off I've had in three weeks, and I got oh. to enjoy some Denver sports. And when I say enjoy, I I'm kind of lying to you, man. It's yeah. been rough. Yeah, yeah. This um this this these last few days, these last couple of days have been um they've been interesting. Um just some unexpected things happened in um, these last couple of games. Obviously, you know, our last episode, we did somewhat do a preview of the upcoming games. We were um, pretty spot on uh, about the Rockets series, the back, back to back or back and whatever, back and forth, whatever that was home and home game pretty much destroyed them both times. Mm. Um, I personally thought that second game was going to be a little bit closer. I know, I feel like you mentioned the same thing. Um, but yeah, the Nuggets just took care of business. Um, and then obviously going into that, that, that Hawks game, that was a little different because you, you expected Trey Young to play. Right. Right. Right before game time. And I saw some, some information that came out today, um, about the fact that he had some type of issue with, with, uh, Nate McMillan right before the game started, um, where I think Nate McMillan gave Trey some ultimatum about something like you're either coming off the bench or you're not playing and he didn't play. And I mean, the nuggets, I guarantee they had planned for Trey. They, they had something in their defensive scheme for Trey young, obviously because he is their focal point of their offense. Um, And with him not playing, sometimes that, that missing piece throws off everything that you, you practice. Like what, what did you see in that Atlanta game? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, the first thing you think of is no Trey Young. This game's going to be a little bit easier regardless of what you schemed up. You know, right. you kind of just you kind of shift that focus to j- 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 give me, give me, yeah, give me a chance. The Jante? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, you shift the focus over to him and maybe some Clint. Um, but, mm-hmm. bro, uh, what, how, how does that happen? I mean, let, let's jump back to the Rockets game because um, I know we were talking pregame on some topics, but mm-hmm. um, what I did like about, you know, obviously a blowout is great to watch. But what I did like was that 
after that second game, Malone was pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. And I was actually, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people like, yeah, he went too overboard. He was, um, you know, he didn't get the vibes right or whatever it was. But kind of seeing how these last two games played out, mm-hmm. I'm happy that he was pissed because he was pissed that he had to put his starters back in. Right. right. So he couldn't just blow them out. He wanted to get some good work off the bench. And based on the last two games, uh, the bench is just let him down. Anytime that Joker goes off. Court, oh my gosh, dude. It is. It is insane to see how terrible the nuggets are when Jokic is not on that court. Like right. the second he sits down, it's like, it, you, you don't even know what you're watching anymore. And, and I don't understand why, because I feel like there are some decent bench pieces, but they just cannot seem to get it together right now. Right. And um, I wanted to focus on Bruce Brown for a sec because he's been mm-hmm. playing extended minutes as a starter. Right. And I think we're starting to see the cracks in his game, not as, you know, he's not a complete player or whatever it is, but we're asking him to be something he's not. Mm-hmm. And that's, a superstar that's a guy that's a starter that's a guy that's he's a very 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 good role player correct he's not a starter he's not someone that you can lean on every single game to you know give you anywhere from 18 to 30 points that mpj can give you so right i saw i saw some people point out the fact that um the nuggets are actually worse defensively with Bruce Brown on the court as a starter than they were with MPJ as a starter. Yeah. It's a, wow. it's an, it's an insane, insane right. stat to look at. Yeah. And then, I mean, you, you, you look at them both, you know, under a strict magnifying glass and you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to take Bruce Brown's defense over. MPJ. Yeah. But you're always going to take MPJ's offense. So mm-hmm. where's the disconnect? Yeah. It's um it's interesting when you start looking at, just the way that the the offense and the defense flows, right? And I think, obviously, we, we just talked about just the comparison between Bruce Brown and MPJ. Obviously, you're going to take Bruce Brown as a defender, right? But I think what people fail to understand is that that 6'10 frame that MPJ has, as, he may not be as quick on his feet as Bruce Brown is. He may not be as active in the passing lanes as Bruce Brown is. But the fact that he is tall like that, and obviously teams are constantly thinking, listen, if, if something happens here and, and we lose this ball, they're going to get a fast break. MPJ is going to be open. Murray's going to be open. Jokic is going to be open. So I think it's just a mental thing. I, I, that's what I truly believe. I don't think it's just, I mean, yes, Bruce Brown is an, as an individual defender is better. But yeah. MPJ, because of the threat of what he can do on the other side, that mental side of things could affect people's games as well. You know, because you're, you're already thinking what may happen if I don't, or if I lose this ball, if I miss this shot and they get on, they get this rebound and they break off, that could happen. You're not thinking that as much when Bruce Brown is out there, although he has the ability to score. We saw him get a triple double the other day. You know, he can, he can hit some open shots, but what MPJ brings to the table, I think, I mean, obviously you just said it, you take him 10 times out of 10 offensively. So it's just, it's an interesting dynamic that you mentioned that though. That's a, that's such a weird thing to think about because of the defensive disparity. That is insane. Right. You would think it'd be way to way pushed toward the other side of the scale. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but it's really not. And I, I think what's surprising to me over these last 
even five games. Maybe right. I'm going to throw out the Rockets games because Rockets are the Rockets. Yeah. But the last handful of games, AG has been incredible offensively, but where's the defense? Right. And I mentioned this on the last podcast. You know, I was super excited to see AG versus Zion. Man, Zion just, he, he owned our boy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about just all levels of defense, um, obviously with AG because he doesn't just do perimeter, but I know we, what the Nuggets did in the off season, obviously with, with TC going to Minnesota and, you know, Calvin Booth kind of restructuring the team. You could tell by the pickups, the KCP pickup, obviously the Bruce Brown pickup that we, we just spoke about. Their goal was to, to shore up that perimeter defense, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the past, teams have lit the Nuggets up from that three-point line. Every single game you're going into and you're concerned that Lillard's going to go off, Curry's going to go off, mm-hmm. this guy is going to go off. And now there's like so many guards in the league that have the ability to just rain threes on you. I mean, we just saw the other day DeJounte Murray. He's not even known necessarily as a three-point shooter. But he just went out there and was just hitting three after three after three, putting up the three sign after he hit his shots. Like he was he was feeling it, right? You know, you had AJ Griffin. I don't even think anybody mentioned his name going into that game. All right. And but you but you said it that this Nuggets team was built to withstand those things because we saw it so much in the playoffs against the the Suns. And then obviously the, the, we had to deal with golden state this year, right? Like this, well, this past season in the playoffs. And it's just that three point, that three point differential it's, it's changed the game, but the nuggets have not been able to stop that this season, especially those last two games. Like it's, it's incredible. Right. We mentioned it pre-game or pre pre episode was Simons. Simons is the guy that's killing you. Right. I mean, that can't happen. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. there's a loss that just can't happen. Especially then, with Lillard on the court. Like, it's not right. like Lillard didn't play. Right. Simons was just like, Lillard, I got this. I'll just drop 30-plus on these guys with no issue. They're not going to stop me. Right. We saw the same thing. I mean, the most recent game. Let, let Go ahead and say it. I mean, the best player on the court was Zion. Wait, no, it wasn't. No, it Dude. Was Jose. Jose Alvarado? Like, there's – like like. Dude, like there's a clip of Jose Alvarado where somebody's even asking him if he has the ability to shoot. Now, mind you, he's in the NBA and there's a I believe it was a mic'd up situation. I believe it was D'Angelo Russell. I, I, I might be tripping, but I believe it was D'Angelo Russell. And, and this was when Jose, you know, as an undrafted rookie and he's walking up the court and he got the ball in his hand. And all you hear D'Lo say, can, can he even shoot? And then Jose was like, oh, yeah, I can shoot. Well, the Nuggets found that out today. They found out that this kid can shoot because to allow eight threes and 38 points, which was the most by an undrafted rookie ever. Eight for 11. Dude, like. Behind the arc. He, he, he made history for his franchise on the Nuggets, on the, the team that is supposed to be one of the the upper echelon teams, not only in the West, but in the league. Man, I, w- I was filling us. I was so filling us when we left that last podcast. I was like, when I asked you, you know, how is this next five games going to go? I was, right. you said four and one, kudos to you. I, Bro, I was thinking five and oh, because I'm like, Rockets are, are what they are. Right. 
these next home games, these teams are still trying to be up in the Nuggets, I don't know, echelon. Right. What is going on? I'm like, now I'm starting to think, like, is this, like, turn into an any given Sunday kind of league mm-hmm. now? I mean, the Suns did just lose to the Rockets. Right. The Pelicans just beat the hell out of the Nuggets. It was not close. I, and I say it was not close because it was close for a little bit. As soon as Jokic went out, uh, his first substitution, they were up 13 points. Yep. The bench yep. blew that. Yeah, and it was, a, I believe it was a, a 17 to four run, just yeah. like that. Just so like I, that. I'm kind of lost. I'm like, is this just going to be, you know, just pray and hope that the bench can sur- survive, you know, the eight minutes that Jokic is off? I mean, wh- you know, how do, we, how do we get from one game to the next when we're relying so heavily on this guy? I thought we were over this. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Um, we're, we're in the exact same boat because, like I said, you you said it correctly. Our last episode, we were talking about, obviously, these upcoming games. Um, I mean, the way I pictured this loss to the Pelicans, it wasn't that. Right. Because I obviously, I did say that I, I thought the Nuggets would lose to the Pelicans. But in in my brain, all I saw was Zion having a pretty good game, C.J. McCollum. Right, because he's done work against the Nuggets in the playoffs, 2019. Obviously, I mean, um, you know, and then obviously he played against the Nuggets again in the playoffs. What a year or two after, um, it's just, it's just, I, I just didn't picture it to be Jose Alvarado just being the the game's leading scorer and just torching the Nuggets. I mean, you go from Dejounte Murray. Obviously, he's he's an All Star guard, right? So you kind of you got you you, you could kind of picture that. You know, even when he played for San Antonio last year, um, he was one of those players that can get you a triple double any night. So you you figure, all right, this is he's an all star. He can pull those types of things off. But when you play against the Hawks without Trey Young, and all you have to really do is focus on Dejounte and Capella, like you said, mm-hmm. you have to have schemes set up for this stuff. So yeah. so you you said how and why and. One, why is this happening? In-game adjustments are non-existent right now. None. Like, like you're 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 just sitting there watching this stuff happen, and you're not seeing any changes. Now, the question is, do the Nuggets have the ability, right, and the personnel to actually make those changes happen mid-game? That's right. a, that's a question, I believe. Like. Basically, also what you're asking is if Greg Popovich is on this team and he's pulling all the right strings, all the right strings, are they going to even be there, right? right. So uh, Malone did apologize. Mind you, apologies from Denver coaches are kind of running thin Dude, for me. I don't even want to. We, we're, we're, we're the same boat. No, 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 no. I got you. I got you. But it, it's, you know, it's it's his first one. You know, I'm going to put that on me is what he said with – the blown leads and not getting the best out of his bench. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a coach can only scheme so much. A coach can only say, Hey, True. get up there. It has to be out, done. Yeah. Man yeah, on yeah. Man, get someone out there. So, you know, and then I also, I don't know. It, it was like, I'm starting to wonder why is Davon Reed getting out there when Christian Brown was Christian out there Brown. Yeah. on perimeter D I just have a lot of questions, man. I'm like, and I wonder if like just a good solid 
drubbing of the Mavs will fix this or is, are we, you know, I, I mean, we did touch on this, but you know, are, is it a cause for concern? Right. Yeah. I, if, if, if I'm being honest with you, um, I'm not there yet. I'm not there to the point where I am just like done with the season. And I'm like, Oh, this is, we're going to go through exactly what we've been through in the past. Now I'm, I'm not there yet. Although I am looking at this as this is, this is a, this is the litmus test for this team, right? Because you just played back-to-back games against teams without essentially their best players because if you, it depends on who you believe is the best player on the pelicans they got a couple of pretty good guys on there zion is obviously up there but they're without brandon ingram mm. and then obviously the game previously you played the hawks without not only trey young but without john collins who's actually really good for them so you're playing against teams without big pieces. Now, obviously, the Nuggets are missing Michael Porter. But at that point, you kind of have to – you can't really bring that up too much because you still got Murray. You still got the two-time MVP. You still got Aaron Gordon, who has actually been playing pretty well this season. You still got Chanchar and all these guys, Ish Smith and KCP, Bruce Brown. You still got these guys coming off the bench. So there is there is a level of concern. I will say that a little bit, but I'm not I'm not – I'm not like up oh, time to scrap this season. All right, who are we who are we getting in the draft? I'm not doing that. I have done that in the past. Oh, obviously, okay. you know, um, I have done that to the point where it's like, man, I just know. Like, think about the Brian Shaw years. I was we gonna say, so, was yeah. Malone the coach when you were thinking this? Nah, nah, nah. This was this was the the Brian Shaw the Brian Shaw seasons where it's like, like you're midway through the season and you're just like, oh yeah, it's over, you know. Okay. But but I think. So, yes, there is a little level of concern for me personally, but it's not to the point of me feeling like the season is over yet. I'm not I have not gotten to that point. I feel like my concern is not. It comes from a good place. Uh, My concern is more so I know the offense is going to be there. So I know like, you know. I know KCP, those are going to start falling. I know Bruce Brown, once he gets back to the bench and he can start just playing his game mm-hmm. as, you know, a two guard and not a three. Um, I, I know his game is going to start fitting right into place. Right. I know that's DJ playing, you know, maybe 10 minutes instead of the extended 20 that he's putting out there every night. That, that's going to fall into place. <laughs> I, I guess what the old adage just comes into place and that's what freaks me out is defense travels, right? Mm-hmm. And the defense is not traveling, man. It's been 117 and 121 the last two games. Right. Mind you, you know, those kind of those kind of numbers are a little flubbed when it comes to the last 10 seconds of an NBA game, but we're just giving up way too much, man. And it it can't just be because MPJ is out. It's gotta be a team thing. And and it it's also not just because Jokic goes to the bench and the bench coughs it up it's it's starters it's it's kcp not Mm -hmm. running out it's uh it's ag getting worked down low i i just feel like it's they just haven't found their groove defensively already hit their groove and i don't know man i feel like also the amount of different rotations we saw earlier in the year we still haven't found any kind of i don't know chemistry uh i mean yeah I know AG has his chemistry with Jokic. I know Murray has his two-man game, high perimeter, his chemistry. But Mm -hmm. 
Does KCP? Does MPJ? I mean, how long has MPJ actually played with Nikola Jokic, right? So Very true. Uh, I, I'd need to see not only the offensive guys kind of get into a rhythm. I feel like that's going to travel. Uh, MPJ is a walking three-point machine. Mm-hmm. But defensively, man, it we mentioned it earlier. You brought in KCP. We know what he brings defensively. You brought in Bruce Brown. That for me, that was more surprising. I didn't know too much about Bruce Brown. Everyone was right. like, "Hey, man, like this dude's." Yeah, yeah. Team. I used to watch him play for the Nets, man. He yeah. he was, and he was playing out of position, stuff. right? I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a, he was he was actually one of their leading rebounders. Like, just he okay. would be he was a slasher for him. He would rarely hit threes, like right. rarely, but he would he would be there kind of like their backup playmaker and their rebounder. And that was it. And he was a slasher. That was, He was just like a glue guy. You know, that's pretty much all he did for the Nets. So what you're saying is he was a really good Will Barton, right? I, I wouldn't. That playmaker necessarily... off the bench. Will Barton <laughs> shouldn't have been starting. He should have been on the bench. Correct. Right. That, that is it right there. Will right. Barton should not have been a starter. That is right. a fact. I never had an issue with Will Barton coming off the bench. Right. right yeah. I thought I thought that was exactly where he was supposed to be, but I digress. I mean that's yeah. <laughs> again we're we're talking about past, but and we added Christian Brown, right? So no one was expecting him to play as well as he did uh, or play as much as he did. Yeah. I don't know if maybe it's Vlatko taking his minutes or whatever it is, but I just feel like that we were in a good rhythm before MBG went out and before the COVID hit and all that. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just like, who's going in? Yeah. It's, it almost seems like just like us, we're kind of confused right now. And I think the team, <laughs> the team may be in a very similar spot where they're just like, okay, um, what am I, what, what exactly is my role now? What am I supposed to do here? Because look at it. Like even Zeke Naji, right? Sure. Zeke Naji is, is, he can he can play defense mm-hmm. and he can hit threes right that is exactly what the nuggets need right now mm-hmm. christian brown he can play defense and i mean he hits the occasional three right but what the nuggets are missing they're missing that 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 hustle they're missing that that get back like you 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 know you close in on that 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 shooter quickly in the corner they're missing that because it's almost like they're expecting the other guy to do it like that's what I'm seeing. I'm I'm seeing because you know, you 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 playing sports or any time in your life, sometimes like when you at when you get that mentality where it's like, ah, nah, my teammate got that. That that's in that's that that's in every sport. That's in honestly everything in life. You know, you work at a a, a desk job somewhere here. You see some papers chilling right there. You know you could do it. But you're like, nah, my coworker or this person will handle that. It's a, it's a, it's a laziness that that I'm starting to see, and that part I don't like because when you just expect your teammate to just handle it, but then they're thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. that becomes a problem. That is a problem, and the Nuggets have to find a way to get that personal accountability back. Like, oh, you see this guy is about to be open. You missed this assignment. Boom cut this way quickly you get there yourself don't just think oh that's the two-time mvp over there he'll handle Mm. no and i think that's what's happening because you mentioned it when the covid stuff hit and all these different things it started to throw everybody out of what they were starting to get used to everybody started to get comfortable in their spots 
You know, Bruce Brown was feeling, all right, look good. Hey, I'm, I'm cool coming off the bench. I'm good here. Um, obviously, KCP knew what his spot and his place was, obviously, in the starting lineup, stuff like that. You know, Bones coming off the bench. You got a couple Christian Brown rotational minutes there. Now, right now, with MPJ being out, it has and you know uh, Bones was out for a little while. Obviously, AG was out for a couple of games. So was Jokic. So was Murray. And you're still trying to get Murray back into the fold. Like he's playing, obviously. And I, I know we we have gotten to that 20 game mark and we've surpassed it. But you're still trying to build that chemistry because I know you mentioned that word. I just don't think they're in a place yet where they everybody knows their roles, and that does come down to the coaching side because you have to be able to teach these guys that, listen, if this is, if this is what's happening right now, no, well, actually what I, what I should say is this, it has to be clear and concise coming from the coach, what a particular player's role is. They are supposed to know exactly what you are doing on this court. When you step out on this court and I call your, your name, your number or whatever, this is your primary role. Right. And this is what you should be doing. It almost seems like nobody knows what that is right now. And I think that to me, is the concern right and you know malone is big on positionless basketball right Mm -hmm. so that also means that you have to go out there and know that you're going to be running either as the two or the three depending on whatever the personnel is but i'm gonna do something that i'm not supposed to do as a denver sports fan and Mm -hmm. i'm going to give kudos to josh mcdaniels when this dude went on the sidelines and screamed at the broncos do your job right? right do your job and quit making ish up right mm-hmm. ish um but <laughs> but he's not wrong in the sense of like it's your job to fly out this guy yeah it's not my job don't wait for me and i i personally i rather have a missed assignment where the the guy is left under the hoop because i have two guys flying out there right correct and if that's the miscommunication i can live with it but i can't have a guy just being like oh, you could oh no i i i guess you didn't go i didn't go Let's just box out and hope that's, you know, he misses it. And right? I'm seeing that. And right? I'm like and watching the games. You're seeing that. We're yes. Seeing the, we're seeing the Jose's out there. So it, it can't be these bench guys that are killing you. It can't be these, you know, these no name two guards. I'm not calling Simon's a no name, but let's give it, let's call it what it is. Jose is not a, a household name, not a guy that. No, he's not. Undrafted, right. And we just got killed by an undrafted guy. So it just feels like. I'm never one to say that someone's not given 100% effort because they are like, right. you know, you made it this far. You've got, it, I, I, I laughed at this because someone said it, it was like ish Smith plays. Like he knows he's about to get, you know, a good week off because, you know, he's <laughs> at the end of the bench. Right. So he plays his, his butt off. Yeah. Yeah. Blacko plays like he's only going to see six games a season. Mm-hmm. And Christian Brown uh, is out there playing like crap. I'm a rookie. I need to do what I need to do, but yeah. Yeah, where's the effort from everyone else? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting place. I mean, obviously, they're what four, what fourteen and nine now. Yeah. Um. So, it could be worse. Obviously, it could be better because if you think back, obviously the losses that we we talked about on the last the last episode, those are losses that, I mean, yes. right now we're we're running away with the West. Right. Think, you know, I mean, it's still early in the season. I, and I totally understand that. But to lose to the Lakers when they had no identity, you know, and and just seeing these certain games. I mean, I, I could understand the Celtics loss because, like I said before, and, and we both agree the Celtics are 
that's a good team right there. That's the cream of the crop. You know, so I'm not I'm not too worried about that. But you know, you you lose to the Hawks without Trey and John Collins, and then you you play the Pelicans, and you don't even lose to Zion. You don't even lose to CJ McCollum going nuclear. You lose to Mr. Undrafted, Mr. I just set records for my team against the Nuggets who were supposed to be built for perimeter defense. Right. That is not a good spot to be in as a, as a, a contending team. Right. That is, I'm cool with this. If we're like, you know, we're on the 2009 season where we're like, Hey man, let's just win as many home games as we can. And let's place where we place, but let's face it. We have way, way higher hopes for this team and I'm shooting for a top three seed. Like there, there is no oh, that, reason that we're that 2009. That 2009 team was that, that, that Chauncey playoff team. Right. <laughs> that team was and, You know, Malone, you mentioned Chauncey. He, Malone mentioned Jeff Green. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know if it's like Jeff Green is our glue guy and he's the one that gets our bench going, but. Like the Udonis he, Haslam of the is team. He? I mean, I, I don't Udonis know. is still playing. I mean. Udonis gets 14 minutes a season. That's right. pretty much what happens at this point. When he plays, it's like the biggest deal in the world. Because I saw the other day when he played and he got he got one rebound, and then he got to the bench and his teammates pretty much threw Gatorade on him because <laughs> he just did something that he hadn't done in such a long time. But it's maybe Jeff Green is that to the team because he has been out for a little bit. Maybe he maybe he does stuff that we don't see. It's Uncle Jeff, you bro. Know? Yeah, it's it is Uncle Jeff and. I, I mean, I do like having him on a team. I think he does. I do like to see him dunking on people, which is still crazy, obviously, at this this point in his career. Um, he has he does bring something. And I mean, I guess it's more of the intangibles. I guess it's more of the things that we just can't see in a box score where he's able to kind of calm people down and help people get to their spots because we don't necessarily see what he says to the team when they're on the bench. We don't see that, you know, so. He might be that that guy. Um, obviously, we don't know the extent of obviously MPJ's absence, how long he's going to be out. All these different things are happening right now. And you did you mentioned obviously DeAndre Jordan, right? I wanted to throw I wanted to throw a question in here um, that I was just thinking about. Do I know we're still we're still relatively early in the season, but obviously at some point the trade deadline will come up, right? Do you think the Nuggets need to make a trade for another center? Because as, as of right now, obviously you're looking at DeAndre Jordan. You mentioned playing extended minutes where he should not really be playing, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the other guy? Zeke Naji, who plays backup center slash power forward from time to time. Yeah, don't Did tell he... him that, by the way. He says yeah. he's a center. That, yeah, that, that, that's what he says. But, hey, right. listen, man, he's floating on a perimeter just shooting threes all over. <laughs> hey, but – Obviously, going from last season when we had DeMarcus Cousins coming off the bench, you didn't see as much of a drop-off between Jokic and DeMarcus simply because DeMarcus Cousins, his his game, his his game type and the way that he plays the game is similar. Not, maybe not on the level, right? Maybe not on the level of a Jokic, but he was able to extend the floor, hit some threes, he was getting those rebounds. I mean, obviously, his problem was he couldn't necessarily stay on the floor because of foul trouble or for technical foul reasons, things like that. Um, but 
what what do you see any players right now in the league like from a like a backup center or something like that that you think the Nuggets should maybe make a move for? Is there anybody that you could think of? Maybe a Dwight some... Howard who's overseas? I don't know. Oh no, he can play with the Chinese <laughs> for a little bit, man. He needs to be he needs to find his place again. Right. Uh, it's a it's a difficult question because I mean I, I was on the Isaiah Hartenstein kind of uh, deal. I was super excited that we had him on the team and then super underutilized. But at the same time, when it comes down to March games, comes down to late April games, you're not going to be looking to play your backup center a lot. Got it. And if that's the case, then you're already in trouble. Because if Jokic isn't playing 38 minutes a game, then what are we doing here, right? So. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to see Uncle Jeff roll in and let's play a smaller game. Let's go mm-hmm. with uh, AG rolling in at center. Let's play a smaller game. Regardless, you're not going to find uh, outside of, yeah, I'll give him his props. So, yeah, I'll, you're not going to find a, a center outside of Embiid who's going to come in and give you comparable offensive and defensive um, stats, right? So right. I don't know. I, I feel like we need to find some kind of other than just bones, it's got to be some kind of spark off the bench that carries you across the Jokic, non-Jokic minutes. Right. And I don't feel like we're missing a center. I feel like, you know, a, a, a DJ that's playing 10 minutes a game, I'll take that. Yeah. I think what we're Get missing. A couple block is, shots, a couple alley-oops. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what would be great right now is an Uncle Paul, an Uncle Paul Millsap. Mm-hmm. Right. Off the yeah, bench. The, man. It- I ain't gonna lie. I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> right. I mean, but I'm like, I'm looking for like, I'm looking for some length. I'm looking for someone who can hit some threes, which mm-hmm. again, Jokic, Jokic. I'm looking for a guy who can cover on the perimeter. Paul, right? So, right. I mean, maybe you have, you, you've, you've got the, uh, the eye for the whole entire league. I've got something more for the West, but. Right, right. I don't know, man. Is there a, a big man? Let's not say a center, but is there a big man out there that you would say, hey, like this guy is better than um, the combination of, um, I mean, I'll do it, but the combination of Ish and DJ and I don't know, player X that we'll throw in there. Mm-hmm. Is there a comparable center out there for it? Um, it's, I it can't is, think of one. Yeah, it is. It is tough. Um. I'll say this, OKC, OKC has a few guys who I think the Nuggets could look at. Um, this is a guy, I think Jeremiah Earl Robinson, I believe is his name. Um, I did see him play against the Nuggets a number of times, and he plays well. He plays well. He he's he can play back to the basket. Um, he can extend the floor. I don't think he's a three-point shooter, but he can take you out to the mid-range, hit some of those shots. Um, there's a There's Brandon Clark on you know the memphis grizzlies he man i like his game i really like his game like when um jaron jackson jr goes to the bench brandon clark goes out there he he actually plays really well um there's another guy on even on the grizzlies i think his name is uh saldama um he he played a whole bunch of minutes the start of the season um in in games where Steven Adams was in foul trouble and before Jaron Jackson Jr. came back from injury. Mm. So there are a couple guys. There are a couple guys in the league that I think you, you just have to have somebody that that 
fits within that skill set. Because if you look at even like Portland, right? Portland was able to find, um, you know, obviously Justice Winslow. He's not a center, but he's a guy who they have right now who's he's doing he's playing a very similar role to what Josh Hart is currently doing on their team. He mm-hmm. comes out there. He crashes the boards like the other night. Um, I think I believe he had like I think he had 12 rebounds just the other night. And then he had seven the game following that. Like these guys, and these are guys playing your small forward position who are who are locking down and crashing the boards for you. The Nuggets, just like you said, they are missing those those cog pieces, the guys who are willing to do any and everything to get these wins, you know, because it so it may not be a backup center. I just brought that up because I know a lot of Nuggets fans are still not obviously not sold on DeAndre Jordan, right? Because obviously the effect of that when he first got brought to the team, myself included, it was like, huh? Right. Like that was pretty much the general consensus, right? So it just it just feels like you kind of just need that because obviously when Jokic goes to the bench, you're not replacing Jokic with uh with Bruce Brown. You're not replacing Jokic with Christian Brown. Like you're bringing in DeAndre Jordan. And obviously teams are attacking that. Although he is lengthy, he can get you some block shots. He can do certain things, but he, he still has issues at the free throw line. I mean, Jokic had some moments where he was pretty bad at the line this year too. Um, But it's, I think we're just, we're just missing players who, who are, who are, buying in man i think we're not seeing the 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 total buying in yet to what's happening right and i'm not sure i mean obviously that is that that does start with with uh, michael malone it does start with him but you said it the players have to make that conscious effort like all right conscious decision like all right i gotta buy into this i have to be the one to make this switch i have to do this i have to make the cut here that's what that's what separated like let's just say the golden state warriors from a lot of the teams for years, they were able to plug and play different players, different bench guys, even after winning championships. And they were still finding ways to be effective because they bought into that system and they were playing really well offensively and defensively because you can't just do it on. This is not obviously this is not football, right? You have a job and you have to be able to do it on both sides of the ball. The Nuggets have to find ways to do that. But like I said, I think there are some players out there that the Nuggets could look at um, that might be able to help. You know, you hit me with the, should they be looking at centers? But let me hit you with something. Let me answer your question <laughs> with a question. Right, right, right. Is we know that we have a point guard centering power forward playing shooting guard small forward pretty much yeah right i mean that's a good way to describe it i mean he is as i mean uh, the closest we've seen to this player is lebron right the guy that could play all five but what is that what is the nuggets game without him on the floor like then they have to resort to playing not positionless basketball now you've got to you know go back to playing point guard shooting guard small forward power forward at center and i feel like the nuggets just don't remember how to do that. So what I'm asking for is when it comes to the bench, maybe we need to look at, maybe we can find where's our Monte Morris. Where's that point guard mm. off the bench that can come in, rally the troops, get everyone where they need to play. And you can just play your five V five basketball instead of this, let's face it, very, very unique offense that the nuggets employ. 
So maybe we need not a center. Maybe we need a floor general off the bench because I love bones, but I want him off ball running off screens. I want this dude shaking and baking after, you know, he's coming not up. necessarily be in the right. setup guy. Right. I, right. I don't right. want him to always feel like he needs to dish. I want this dude jacking up, you know, 15 shots off the bench. Right. So maybe we're looking at a floor general instead of mm-hmm. you know, a, a paint, a uh, paint guy. Right. No, no, no. That that's, that's a good point. Um, because I didn't really think about that because I think in my mind, um, you see those plays with, with bones, like you said, you see those, those alley-oops to DeAndre and you're like, Oh, this is something I, I, I can see this happening pretty consistently, but in reality, it does not. Right. Um, those are just rare highlight plays that we see, but all the other plays you're starting, you're seeing how bad it could be. Right. And, and when it comes to obviously finding that Monte Morris to me, I, I thought Ish Smith was going to kind of bring that that element because I could see a lot like when he plays. He has he has like a calmness about his game that I that I personally see. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's not he's not going to be out there dropping 10 dimes a night. He's not. He can hit the occasional mid range. I mean, as Nuggets fans, we saw him light the Nuggets up for years, for years, every team that he was on. He smacked the Nuggets at every location. When he was on the Hornets, same thing. When he was on the Wizards, same thing. It's, it's. I just couldn't understand it. But right now, I think at this stage in his career, he's just trying to set a record for like how many teams he could be on <laughs> at the end of his career, get a couple of contracts, make his money. He's content. And I think you can see that. He is a content guy. He stays under the radar because you said, hey, he's going to get a couple of games off. He could just kind of chill. He's getting his money. He's living his life. I think you need a hungrier mm. guy, right? A hungrier guy who, because look at, look at Memphis, right? Um, like last year when like Ja was out for a little while, um, Tyus Jones was out there. Tyus Jones was just dropping assists after assists. He was their actual playmaker, right? right? Look at, look at, um, look at Phoenix, Cameron Payne. Obviously, Chris Paul was missing for a very long time. Chris Paul is obviously their their setup guy, their leader. Cameron Payne was out there playing really well. Devin Booker bought into that and made sure he, even he was trying to set people up, but he picked his spots and still found those nights. Like the other night where he had like 50-something points like at the end of the third. And you have to have those guys who know like, okay, our 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 go-to guy is not here. Let me... Let me let me switch up my play and make sure that I can kind of fill those spots. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I I believe it is a hunger thing, man. I, I I truly believe that it's because look at look at the difference. And I always make a joke about this, right? Every single time there's an NBA game that's over, and it's not just Nuggets. When a team when a team wins and they they do the post game interview after the fact, every single one I I I challenge you to to take a look at this. Hey, so such and such, what was the difference tonight? What did you guys do that was different that helped you win this game? Oh, oh yeah, you know, I was just I was just trying to be aggressive. And now we hear this word aggressive very often, very, very often. Even when they lose and they somehow get do a post-game interview or whatever. Hey, so such and such, what went wrong tonight? Oh man, you know, I I just I just think 
you know, we didn't pick our spots correctly and we, we just weren't aggressive enough. Why is that? Why is that? You know, I always ask that question. Why is it that, that so many times this aggression is just not there? Like, why is that hunger not there? This is something that I praise Russell Westbrook for this, right? As much as people can say about his game and his attitude and whatever it else people say about him, he constantly puts effort into his game, sometimes to a fault, but it's an effort thing. Like the Nuggets, they have to find that 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 place in their mind where it's an effort thing every single night moving forward. I, they just have to do it because if they feel like they have the ability to win a championship, it can't just be just off talent alone. Right. It you got to you think you think Boston swept the nets in the playoffs last year just because they were better no they 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 had a point to prove they wanted to show the not only kevin durant and Kyrie and those guys they want they didn't just want to show that they were one of those teams they wanted to show that we're better than you and they made they did everything everybody bought in and they found a way to get it done kevin durant was still the best player essentially Mm. but the Celtics were the better team because they obviously you got their star power with Tatum and Brown and guys like that, but they found a way to constantly be there. Their effort was always there. Marcus Smart figured out his role. He did his job, you know, like you had Al Horford out there doing, you know, everybody bought in. And if the Nuggets want to be a team that gets to the finals, that is what they have to do. Bottom line. What, what does aggression in basketball mean to you though does that mean doing what you can to get to the hoop and screw three pointers well aggression for me obviously it has to be controlled controlled aggression it's not just like you know demarcus cousins just running out there running through people it's not that type of aggression it's uh it's where where these players like like you could tell like you can tell every move they make is calculated right like you can you can you can tell that Oh yeah. All right. I know exactly what I need to do because we planned this. We were ready for this before. Um, and you could tell, you could tell that the speed, the movements, everything they do is all it's with intent. And I think that's the best word to use. It's intentional aggressiveness. It's intentional being there every time, intentional effort. And I think that is what we miss because listen, man, there is no way. I don't care what anybody says. There's no way Jose Alvarado should be lighting up the Nuggets. None, none. Like for me as a me as a player, like I played basketball for years. I played soccer for some time. I used to fight all these different things. If I if I feel like somebody is taking my dignity from me, dude, I'm buckling down. I'm not sitting on the bench, like laughing and doing all this type of stuff. Like that's just me personally, right? That's me because I'm a, I'm a competitor, right? So when I'm watching this, I'm thinking. And if y'all don't get out there and stop this man after he hit the first couple of them and he was flexing on the crowd and doing all this type of stuff, y'all should have been like, all right, cool. Let's let's we we got some of that for you, too. Mm. That's what I didn't see. And I think it's it's that that. All right. I like that. I respect it. But let me show you what I can do. And I think that is what. It's the attitude. It's a it's an attitude thing that I, I truly believe is missing, which is why we can kind of predict, you know, these third quarter breakdowns and all these different things, because we, that should not be happening. It has to be a, the team has to develop that mentality where 
man, we're going to just do this. Because look, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I know we're, we're about on time on here, but the Celtics are the perfect example of everything that I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened to them over the offseason with their coach and all this stuff. And a lot of people were like, hey, this might affect obviously team morale. And this could, you know, if they have a bad start to the season, we understand, blah, 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 blah. They said, you know what? I guarantee they had meetings and they sat down and they were like, listen, I know everybody expects us to, to fold right now. We don't have our coach. We don't have that. Da, da, da. But I want y'all to know that I got your back. We I got we could we could make this happen. And from the start of the season till now, you could see the Celtics are they they're like that. Right. They are like that. They are close knit. They don't care what anybody's saying about them when they're down in games. You know, whether it's Tatum or Brown or Smart or Horford or Derek White, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, they have all these pieces, even Grant Williams, who calls himself the Batman when he plays against the Nuggets, right? Like, all these guys have bought in because they have the same mentality of, all right, you might not be having a good game offensively, but you know what? I got your back, and I'll make sure I do that for you. Right. It's 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 just something that I wish, I, I just want to see more from the nuggets personally. And and that starts, you know, with the coaching side of things, but the players have to execute. They got to go out there and do it. You sound a lot like, uh, like MJ, when he said, I took that personally, right? Yeah. Or like he would look have at the top score and he would say, Oh, they're only expecting me to score 35. I'm a, I took that personally. I'm gonna go out. That and drop is, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're not, we're not seeing enough of that. Obviously, you know, we got a we got a little glimpse of that, obviously, in the bubble with Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. And like, so so it's there. We just need to see it. Well, I there's, want, there's like, a reason that we've got two of our highest paid, paid players are our two best players, right? Right. Because let's face it, Jokic will, he's not the guy that wants to go out and score more than 10 points. Uh, right. Let's face it. If Jokic yes. can dish out 30 assists and 10 points, he will. But if he won, he, it's a feel thing. One, if he gets pissed off, like the dude will drop 40 on you, right? Correct. So there's your mentality one. Then you've got Murray, who I feel like he, I mean, you know, he did work out with Kobe and mm-hmm. he is going to go out there with that Kobe mentality. And I'm going to drop 60, even if it takes me 50 shots. Right. But he's going to go out there and keep shooting. Right. So there's a reason that those are our two best scoring options. Correct. And then there's everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I feel like Ish is playing as a two guard because he's like, you know, I need to get mine when I can. Uh, we've got AG who's like, you know, oh yeah, I can finally take a breather. I don't have to be the the second guy on the team. Right. KCP's like, yeah, I'm just gonna be a role playing starter. Like, man, just someone go out there and be like, no, I'm gonna be the guy. I'm right. gonna go out there and not, or what I want to see is someone say like, no, tonight I'm going to get five blocks and five, you know, five steals, like Mm -hmm. that kind of pride. If if I can get that kind of guy, or again, if it's the guys who are always worried about their job, like a Christian Brown, because this dude is flying out there. He's, you know, let's face, let's face it. He plays with his hair on fire. And that's what I want to see from, I don't know. I don't, I, again, I don't want to ever assume that anyone's not giving their 100%. I just feel like it's a chemistry thing because when you're starting to overthink about the game, then you're not playing within, you know, within your own kind of talents. Right. But if you have to fake it till you make it just based on effort and aggression and whatever it may be, 
like get there until you know play that until you can get there with the chemistry so gotcha so right so so right now we're at that place where it's uh and this is also something i will present to you know obviously anybody who's you listening um because I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on Twitter as well because I'm I'm curious to see what most Nuggets fans believe the problem is right because we is it is it an effort thing is it a chemistry thing is it a combination of the two like what are we is it like is it a, a lack of adjustments what are we what exactly is the problem and um, obviously we're still a little early in the season but we're starting to get to that point where it's like all right these mistakes are going to kind of hold up and we got to make sure we get them fixed now. So all that, all that to say, obviously um, the nuggets came there. They're on a a losing streak right now, back-to-back games. But listen, the good thing about the NBA, it's not like football and you don't have to wait an entire week to get that bounce back. Right. Obviously the the nuggets have a couple games this upcoming week here. Um, How do you see the nuggets like the next three games, right? What, do you see the Nuggets winning all the games? Like, what do you what what are you thinking right now? Before we got, I mean, our last game or our last podcast that we did, right. I was I was riding high, man. I was like, "There's no I one was, that can hang I with us." Too. Mm-hmm. There's no one that can hang with us, and then we get beat by a by a couple by a couple games, like or by a couple teams that uh, don't have their stars out there. So mm-hmm. that worries me a little bit. I want to see Jeff Green back. I want to see MPJ. I feel like they're both another week out, but I feel like as long as we're hitting our stride as we enter Christmas day, because let's face it, that's when teams are kind of what they're going to be for the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm okay with struggling to get there because it's, it's the stupid old adage. I hate this adage because no, it's not, it's not a marathon. It's, it is a sprint because if you had this piston game, then losing this game wouldn't have mattered, right? So yeah. I don't want to lose stupid games. And the Nuggets are way too talented to be losing to That's a fact. the Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but the Pelicans are not going to be a contender at the end of the year. Correct. So versus the Mavs, you know, Luke is going to be pissed after getting beat by a bunch of nobodies. I'll, I'll put nobodies in quotations. Mm-hmm. Um Blazers, I mean, they've had our number. What, what's going on there? And yeah. is Anthony Simons going to light us up again? Is, is Jeremy Grant he is. going to light? Because right. honestly, because Grant, Grant is Grant is balling right now. Like right. he is balling. He is a knockdown three point shooter. He is out there. He's he's pretty much taken up there. I mean, I know Lillard was out for a while, but even tonight Lillard came back and Jeremy Grant still had like 26, 27. Right. You know, so what exactly are we are we expecting from even that matchup? Like you said, they have had our number as of late. Right. Because, like I said, I think Anthony Simons really is. I don't do the Nuggets have a game plan to stop him now. Did they I, make any adjustment for, what's for him? The difference Anthony Simons and CJ McCollum. Right. I mean, true, true, they, true. they were getting they were getting worked by CJ McCollum when he was with the Blazers. That is. Yeah, that's and true. Nothing's changed. Right. So I feel like shore up the defense, the perimeter defense. Let me be more specific because I will. Yeah, Zion kind of worked AG today, but, you know, let Zion come to Denver and maybe it's a different story. Right. So, okay. yeah, uh, I don't feel like anyone wants to come inside with Jokic either. 
Right. So let's fix this perimeter D. Um, and we're about to face Lillard, Luca, and I, I really don't fear the Jazz. I mean, they are starting to come back down to earth. Right. I'm going to hate myself, but I'm going to go one and two over the next three. One and two. They start. Okay. They still try to figure some stuff out. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm waiting for this team to show me, show me what they got. Right. Okay. No, listen, that is, uh, I think after this, this last few games that the Nuggets had, it, that's a very fair assessment um, because at this point, we can't say that they're going to just beat everybody, especially getting to the playoffs. Now, when the playoffs start, we, you know, we'll see what the conversation looks like when we get there. But as of right now, throughout the regular season, we don't know which Nuggets team is going to show up that day. Right. So so you you said it correctly. Um, the Mavericks, the Blazers and the Jazz. The Nuggets have already lost to two of those teams already. Right. So. It is very possible. They've lost to all three. To lost all three. Right. It is very possible that they can lose to all three again. Mm. It is very possible because as you can tell, and this is this is why obviously we're realists as fans, right? I'm not I'm not the type of person that's constantly positive all year round, even while we're on a 30 game losing streak. I'm not that type of guy. I can't do it. Obviously, as a fan of another of a football team, I I can't do that either. Right. We, we're not going to talk about that, that team. Um, but it's just one of those things like we when we get to the point as fans, we're expecting losses. That's a problem. Right. That is a problem. So I'm going to I'm going to just just play devil's advocate now. I'm I'm going to say two one just because you said one, two. I'm just going to stay more on the positive side to, you know, keep a little a little sunshine on that. Um, I say. I say the Nuggets, I say the Nuggets beat the Mavericks. You know, that one is going to be a, that's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough battle. Mm. Um, I say they beat the Mavericks, very close game. Um, I say they lose to the Blazers again. Um, I just think, I think Jeremy Grant and I mean, obviously you still got Nurkic and stuff there, but they just got so many weapons now. It's crazy. Josh Hart is back and he's healthy. Shout out um, to Chauncey, bro. I yeah, mean, dude, like, Chauncey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard to give like you know some some rivals some credit, but like now Chauncey's Chauncey man. I'm gonna respect Chauncey regardless, everybody man. in Denver was like, man, get Chauncey involved in the organization somehow. Yeah, get him on the bench, get him on as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And last year it was kind of a nightmare for him. But you got you got to go through that sometimes, man. Right, That's just... right. I mean, Malone's first year wasn't all that peachy, right? So yeah, yeah. you just kind of have to ride with it. And they took pieces away from the Blazers. Yeah, and they're a better team now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think. I mean, like I said, I, I'll always have respect for Chauncey. Chauncey is my 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 favorite basketball player of all time. Like just just in general. So so for me, like I'll always respect what he's doing. And I, I mean, we always kind of knew that he had the mentality. I mean, they called him Mister Big Shot for a reason. You know, he would be that guy. Obviously, even when he was playing on those Pistons teams, where late game he had the he would never miss a free throw. Like all these different things you want that type of guy to kind of lead your troops because he's been there. There's no situation that you can bring up to him that he didn't do finals MVP. Like he did it all. His team though. I mean, I don't, we're, we're running out of time here, but look at that Pistons team. It was the most team championship. Correct. 
right? And there was no, there was no star. I mean, how many all stars did they send to the all star game? Right? It was like yeah. almost all of them. Yeah. So it was. I just want that back, right? I agree. We thought we had that in 09. We were like, yeah, we're having team basketball, no stars. And then we got there and it was like, oh yeah, we also didn't bring any defense either. So correct. the Pistons brought offense. They brought um, aggression. They brought um, chemistry. They knew where everyone was going to be. Everybody. I mean, we spoke about it already. Obviously it comes down to everybody's roles. Yep. You know, you had your Rip Hamilton running off screens. You had your Tayshawn Prince. You had your Ben Wallace. You had your Rashid Wallace being a stretch four, but, but also knowing he can get to the paint. He can block shots. Everybody knew their role. And that is what the Nuggets have to figure out. We have to watch this team and say, oh yeah, that." That's he knows he knows that that's where he needs to be. He that's what he's good. Like the Nuggets don't have their identity yet. Jokic obviously has his. Everybody knows what Jokic can and will do consistently. Um, Murray is getting back into form. Obviously, Michael Porter, we know what he's good at. Ag certain things, but we need to see this consistently, right? We see it in spurts, but we want to see it moving forward. And obviously, um, just the last game on that three game thing. I think the Nuggets beat the Jazz this time around. I think it's. Um, because you mentioned it, I think, you know, they are coming back down to earth and yes, Jordan Clarkson has been playing well. Um, even Colin Sexton coming off the bench, but he's been starting as of late because Conley's been out. I mean, Lori Markinen has been balling. Kelly Olenek has been balling. They got, they got pieces, man, but, 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 but I think the Nuggets find a way. Um, I think, honestly, I think, I think they, they, they beat them pretty, pretty well. I think that's, that's going to be one where. It's going to be kind of like a payback situation. Like, yeah, y'all got us a couple weeks ago, but here, you know, this is what, this is what we can do. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see, man. Listen, this, this has been such a good show. Um, you know, a lot of fun, obviously the, 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 the mood and the spirit is not as high because of course that, that, that loss, even from today, mm-hmm. you know, still kind of stings a little bit, um, you know, but, but one of the cool parts about it is like, I get to enjoy these these moments with all the Nuggets fans and stuff on Twitter and just over social media because we're not the only ones who feel this way. And I think that's why, you know, we're able to talk about this because we man, we understand that pain, you know, like it sucks, man. It sucks when your team, your teams lose on the same day and all this, these different things back to back. Hey, so, I mean, let's focus on one more win before we head out is there was a big win in Colorado sports, right? Right, 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 Speaking right. Speaking of Chauncey, he did right. give a shout out to another coach. Right. Prime times in CU, baby. Prime that's, time. Prime times cool. in town. Yes, sir. That's great. So yeah. No, that's that's gonna be that's just gonna be a really good thing just for Colorado in general, you know, right. because you need that morale. Right. You need that that thing that like, man, okay, wait. So that okay, we gotta catch up. We gotta right. do that, even just for the city. You know, I obviously, the, you know, how, like, avalanche. college football works. It's less to do with the X's and O's, and it's everything to do with recruiting. And correct, how can you say no to primetime walking into your living room, right? So, yeah. Dude, uh, he's he's gonna like, he's gonna make a lot. I mean, he already walked in there and was like, Check this out, you walk on, yeah. He was like, He's like, I I'm bringing, I'm bringing my, I'm bringing my luggage here and it's all Louis. So, I'm bringing all these players. I got your quarterback right there, I'm bringing all this. So, Swag. He's he's so he's already walking in there with the mentality like if you are one of those people that was okay with losing in the past, mm. you might as well just jump in that portal today. Right. Because we're not gonna have that. And that 
is what I'm talking about. It's right. that. It's that. And that that goes and kind of wraps everything up that we've been talking about. You have to have a different mentality than everybody else. You cannot be complacent and you cannot be sitting there thinking, eh, I'll just get my check regardless. Yep. No, you you need hunger. And that is what when the Nuggets decide that they're hungry and they and, and they want this more than everybody else, the Nuggets will win that championship. I guarantee it because they have the talent. They now just need the hunger to get it done. I mean, you speak of talent. Look at that OKC team with Durant, Westbrook, Harden. Correct. And they went nowhere, right? So you need that hunger. You need that chemistry. Let's see if we'll get it over the next three games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, we appreciate everybody listening to this podcast right now. Um, We will continue to drop this content, obviously, as the season goes on. And, you know, just stick with us. We got y'all. This is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch y'all next show. Deuces. All right.